This is Chie Satanaka, and you're listening to the Giant Sword Podcast. You better eat more meat. Hello and welcome to this week's Giant Sword Podcast. I'm your party leader, Nick. Joining me as always is Taylor. What's up? And Brandon. What's up, guys? How's everyone doing? Well, oh. winding down before the Christmas break, you know, it's kind of a slow week. <laughs> you're lucky you could be winding down. Yeah, you're very lucky. As for me, people are calling out, so I gotta do double the work for the most part. And I work retail, so it's always busy. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> we wanted to work. We're working on this, like, multi-stage project. And the guy's like, yeah, the people we need to film with aren't going to be around until January. And we're like, dang it. Because that would have been extra pay. It would have been nice. But mm. alas. Are you doing all right? Clean up. Are you doing all right? Doing okay? Everything's good? Uh, yeah. I'm actually coming out on Monday. What? Which is probably not the best idea, but I am. <laughs> You're coming for out? Christmas. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no, I'm not gay. Sorry. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Yeah, right. Oh, that was going. Uh, <laughs> coming out to California on Monday. <laughs> Nick was just like what? so confused. I was like. Can't you read my brain? Don't you know what I, I mean? I was also thinking about myself, like, he doesn't say that much about, like, best girl stuff all the time. And I was like, no, he's not. He's not. He's not. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> I was, I was not anything wrong with that. <laughs> I, I was just trying to figure it out because I was like, okay, it's not this. What is he trying to say? Is he joking? What's going on here? Is something coming out on his YouTube channel? I just don't know. No. Uh... And I got my COVID test today, negative. So, so you, ha- you, you have to take a test to go? I don't think I have to, but my family is being like really ultra like careful right now. Mm-hmm. Like my cousin who still is at home, like he came back from a trip and his family was like, nope, you go up, you wear that mask, you stay upstairs until you get a COVID test. And so I'm like, well, you know, just to make everybody feel better, I might as well get one before I leave and then get one when I get there. So then how long are you going to be here? Uh, I think exactly two weeks. Yeah, I think you have to actually. I think if you come, yeah. you have to quarantine for fourteen days here. Yeah, my thought is I'm I'm only going to see my family, and as long as I get a test and they're okay with me being around, then that's fine. I think I was technically supposed to quarantine when I came out over the summer, but I didn't. So it's okay it's okay no one i'm the real no breaker. no one no one's watching Gavin Newsom's gonna throw me in jail no one's here no one's watching that's gonna you know rat you out so you're that's good. right you're good you're good <laughs> uh let's get some uh let's talk about some non-jrpg news apparently there's this uh you know pretty big game that got released uh called cyberpunk it's kind of niche and um but I, some people are playing it and some people are having a bad time you guys want to fill me in on that? I've, I've only heard rumors. Because it is such a niche game and everything. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, Shadow, if you want to kind of lead it off, because this was kind of your idea. But um... Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I'll start this off. All right, so a couple of years ago, CD Projekt Red released a game called The Witcher 3. And anybody loved that game. They sucked that game off dry completely. <laughs> they, 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 they just... 
mm, they thought that game was amazing. So now CD Projekt Red, after the release of Richard 3 and how well it was received, they pretty much came out as the the darlings of the industry. Like, everybody loves them. Like, this is how you do um, a game right. This is how you do Dallin Will content. CD, um, CD Projekt Red came out and said, we don't do the loot boxes and the greed. Um, we leave that to other developers. So, you know, everybody loves them. And then people, as a result, were hyping up this game called Cyberpunk 2077. They were loving it. They were saying this game is going to be revolutionary. It's going to be amazing. It's going to find them a wife. It's going to get them kids. It's going to do all this amazing stuff for them. And then December came along. It released. And let me tell y'all, this game was not anything like people were saying. This game is damn near unplayable on last-gen consoles, the Xbox One and PS4. Yes, this is current-gen, it's PS5, and the Series X and S. And it, does, it does feel weird when you say that. Yeah, it really does. Especially um, when you don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the games are unplayable on last-gen consoles. And um, CD Projekt Red, before the game came out, because, you know, there's a review when embargoes and, and whatnot and such, they gave codes to reviewers, but only for the PC version. So it was only yeah. for the PC version of the game. Now, as a matter of fact, on top of that, the people reviewing the game couldn't use their own footage. They had to use footage provided to them by CD Projekt Red. So CD Projekt Red knew that these last-gen consoles, the PS4 and the Xbox version, weren't working up the snuff, which doesn't make any sense because this game was announced in, what, 2012? What was they developing this game for? I, I don't know. So, yes, it doesn't, doesn't run good. They, they got some shady practices going on at CD Projekt Red. They wanted our money. They got $8 million in pre-orders. Eight million pre-orders. They already broke even. Everything they make from this point on is nothing but net profit for them. So now they come out with a statement that oh, we're sorry about the game launch. Up, if you want a refund, we'll be happy to give you one. And then Xbox and Sony were like, uh-huh? huh? <laughs> refunds? Huh? Mm -hmm. People trying to get refunds on on PS4 and it's just not happening. So he's like, no, I don't know what CD Projekt Red said, but we ain't giving you no refunds. So, yeah, this game has been a nightmare. Not only before, before all, all of that is going on, but there is rumors going about now. I haven't played the game myself, but I'm just hearing from other sources, big review, big review channels, saying that this game is not anything that was promised <laughs> at all. Like, they promised, like, dynamic choices and a whole bunch of branching, branching paths. They're not really all that different. They promised dynamic police chase. They don't really chase you for that long. They chase you for, like, five seconds, and you're free to do whatever the hell you want. It's just a complete and utter mess. 2020 has been insane, and for Cyberpunk and CD Projekt Red from going to top-tier developer from one game, mind you, people's expectations have really been in check, to just... Down in the dumpsters, almost right next to EA, but they might be lower than EA because even EA doesn't give her good codes to people and tell them that you can't use your own footage. We use the footage that we provide for you. That is just that is literally like beyond loot boxes, beyond gotcha stuff. That is the most scumbag thing I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> Unbelievable. A way to cover the narrative, if you will. 
but I don't know yeah. if I've ever seen a review embargo that strict. Like, no, I can't remember a game that's ever said like, not only can you only review the PC version, but you can't use your own footage. Like, I can't remember anybody ever doing that. I'd never heard of that before in my life. That, that like I said, that's the most scumbag thing I've ever seen in gaming. I think some Call of Duties have done that. Really? Yeah. Really? Uh, I've heard. Uh, I've heard of this before. It's usually a bad sign that to. Uh, <laughs> it usually means that the game is not up to snuff. Yeah. There's only one game, and uh, usually ha- uh, getting review codes the day of. Oh, that's another thing. They didn't get enough. They they gave like review codes out like a week prior to release, which Cyberpunk was going down to be like a hundred hour game or something like that. It's supposed to be really long, and CD Projekt Red only gave them like a week to beat the game pretty much and that's just a bad sign right there i heard it's only 30 hours and 40 hours of side quests yeah just 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 pretty much about it might be even less than that if you go straight for the um for the main story and that's it so yeah it's a it's a it's a sad state of affairs i never thought well i would see uh i didn't want i didn't want the game to fail i I really didn't i wanted the game to be good because i wanted to buy it myself to see what was all the hype about but now um, I'm I'm excluded from it. I didn't want to participate in the beta test that they that they apparently rolled out. So I mean, that's a perfect way to put it. Because I'm <laughs> yeah. the same way. I was already gonna be like, they're delaying it and delaying it, and we haven't seen footage. I'm like, man, and I I didn't realize that the next or the current gen versions didn't come out on day one. They're not coming out till next year at some point. Yep. Um, uh, and so my thought was like, oh, I'll just I I want to play it. It looks cool, but I'll I'll just wait until the current gen versions come out and or there's enough people that say okay now it's mm. playable enough to where you can actually play it because like i've seen all kinds of crazy bugs yep um the, the biggest thing that turned me off about this game for me to be interested in is that they went from like the beginning of when it was first shown off they went from third person to first person which mm. th- that I, honestly that was a red flag right there why would you go from third person to first person a um genre that you're not all that familiar with you've done all your games which are one two and three all in third person now all of a sudden you really want to go into first person which kind of led me to believe that you're trying to um it's probably easier to make a first person game than a third person game because you don't have to pay attention to the all that much detail maybe i guess and then they said that the cutscenes would be like in third person so you can see your creative character no, they changed that up completely to being full force, um, first person view in, on all cutscenes. So, I, I, there there have been signs. There was breadcrumbs leading up to this, but nobody decided to look at them. Nobody decided to heed them because it was CD Projekt Red, the darlings of the industry. Everybody likes to, you know, eat into the hype. You know. Yeah. There, there was that. There was no way they were they were gonna reach the hype that they got. Oh, yeah, it was impossible. It was supposed to be the best-looking game and the most mm. in-depth and revolutionized combat and choice. And, all, like, yeah, there was no way they could have possibly lived up to all of all of it all. It was just too much. Yeah, and a lot of people were saying, oh, they should have uh, delayed the PS4 version, the last-gen versions, basically. I'm like, you have any idea... Oh, no, no, cancel. I'm sorry. I canceled the PS4 and Xbox One versions. You have any idea how much flack they would have got for canceling those versions outright? Unless they did it yeah. like a free upgrade. 
they would have got so much flack for that, but probably more so or just as much of flack as they're receiving now. They could not cancel those versions. Is the, um, <clears throat> is the PS5 and Xbox Series X out versions out? No, the, I don't know. They don't even know if there's a release date. Mm, I think it's next just year. Just sometime next year. That's... My assumption is that's when those versions come out, that's when the game's going to be like fixed. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah the reason why I didn't even get it is because I was just going to get the game of the year edition with all the DLC two uh, year, yeah. two years out from now when everything's fixed. Yeah. That's the way to go. Then I think, uh, what was the other thing? I can't remember right now. God, so much stuff around this game. I can't even think right now. <laughs> I, I feel like I, heard, I hit a nerve when I brought this up. Uh, not, not really. I'm just, I'm just so fascinated by it. It's provided me with a lot of entertainment. It's helped me get through work. Just listen to a whole bunch of cyberpunk videos <laughs> right now. Um, but so yeah, it's, it's sad. Hmm? Just listen to everyone. I'm really <laughs> mad. Uh, yeah. So, cyberpunk is a. Uh, I said this before. Is a. Uh, can't think of this right now. Oh my gosh, the name. A mess. No, Ubisoft not a mess. Game? It's an Ubisoft game. There you go. Ah, Ubisoft game. <laughs> it is definitely an Ubisoft game. Uh, what does that mean exactly when you say that? Because Ubisoft games have a tendency to release or show off. Well, they, you know, back in the day, they show off oh, amazing yeah. demos and then mm. the games turn out to be nothing like the demos that they showed off. Yeah, like Watch Dogs and Rainbow yep. Six. They had huge downgrades. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Beyond Good and Evil is the same thing. Um, Dude, what happened to that game? My God. Yeah, what happened to that game? That, they showed it off. Ever... They showed it off. Remember? Yeah. It was like some like ship game. And everyone's like, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> and they're like, oh, this is going to be like, a huge exploration world to explore and all this. You can fly to different fan planets. I'm like, okay, this, game's... this game is done. It's going to be Listen, all I'm, I'm going to say straight up, huge world, exploration, it's all overrated. You don't need all that in the game. Like, you, you, <laughs> you really don't. You don't. Like, you, have I mean, a nice condensed experience and you'll be i just like falcon falcon has learned it's is is a their uh they learn from their mistakes with cold steel making it huge and a big cast of characters their next game will put mm-hmm. small my small cast and a smaller world yeah but that's that's <laughs> another topic for later tonight today okay uh let's just go to the first bit of news that i'm gonna talk about uh grant Bland, or Grand Black, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink adds PS5 version and is going to launch in 2022. How uh, do you guys feel about that, huh? Oh boy, we got a lot to say. I mean, you know what was really funny is on Twitter I mentioned that this was going to, you know, this weekend I'm like, you know, expect a trailer and a release date and Shadow's like, we'll see. And we got one, but it was not the date I was expecting. I remember I watched it live. I was, I couldn't sleep that night. So I was up at like four in the morning watching this live and then the release date came up for 2022. And I like, couldn't believe that was wow. the release year. Cause I was at first before they played the gameplay footage, they did this little like talk through where they're like, Oh, so, you know, we had to use a new engine and, you know, we wanted to have a nice production pipeline and you're like, Oh, we're, we're scaling up for release in 2022. And I like, I'm like, that can't be right. I'm like 2022. That can't be right. And then they did the gameplay demo, and then they have that little end screen at the end of the demo. I'm like, oh my god, it's true. Yeah, but the, <laughs> but the you notice that the demo 
it looks way different now. It feels different. Have you watched it? Have you? Did you get that feeling? Yeah, yeah. Everybody, I mean, people are saying it definitely looks different. Um, and I think a lot of people are concerned that it is turning into more of like a, um, like a dungeon crawler, monster hunter type game, and not like a single player JRPG. And I'm like, I think that's just what that game is now. Unfortunately, it is. Um, but the the really frustrating thing is i don't know what happened with the platinum version of this game because platinum was working on it and then side games took them off the game and so we're like oh well they're just gonna polish and finish it but from the sounds of it they start it sounds like they just started over and they had their own engine and all this stuff and that's what's taking that's what's going to take another two years is we have to redo all the assets do the quest i don't know what they're doing but i just i i'm shocked that they essentially scrapped the platinum version and they started over but i guess there the thought is this game is going to live for you know a while it sounds like because it's multiplayer so you know multiplayer live service game so they want to get the production pipeline down so they can add new content easier but very very disappointing that they got pushed another couple of years, but I was predicting that it, there was going to be a PS5 version, so that's good. Makes sense. Well, I like how the currently it's at the stage of development of alpha version, which says various features and resources are either unfinished or using temporary assets, but the game is in its entirely entirety is generally in a playable state. But the game is pretty much there, so they just have to fix things up. But a whole year to fix this up—that's what's kind of kind of kind of suspect well they even said they're like don't expect to hear anything next year because they're just like they're going what? dark they're... yeah they said that <laughs> so, yeah oh, oh my god okay, so i this... think they're just going dark putting their heads down finishing the game and then in 2022 they'll have more news i guess i have a feeling it's going to come out early 2022 that'd be nice because i think what they're doing is that like this they're going to spend this whole year or a whole next year just adding a bunch of characters. If the gameplay is just done, the game itself is just done, they're probably just going to be adding a bunch of characters because Grand Blue is all about its characters. Yeah, they they added they had a character in there that I've never seen before. Um, I don't know. I've seen the character drawing of her, but I've never seen her in Relink. She, um, I think she's a healer. She has like these uh, Rose Thorn abilities. Like uh, in the gameplay demo, you can see like these roses that are kind of like all over the battlefield. And I think it's like an area of effect heal type of thing. Rosetta. Rosetta, is that her name? Well, makes sense. Yeah, because I saw uh, Jita, uh, Catalina, and then I don't forget, I forget the, the mage's name, but she I've seen her. She was in the very first trailer. And then I've seen other trailers where it's just like four guys. It's like grand and then like four knights. And I think they're all in. Um, they're in verses. Verses, yeah. yeah. So that you might be right. They might just be adding a bunch of characters. But Shadow, I know you have a lot of pent up frustration. So, um, yeah, this whole thing is looking mad spooky. This game is <laughs> mad spooky. Um... <laughs> I like that. Um, I... I like that. Yeah, um, I, I don't think this game is gonna live up to whatever hype it it, it has. Um, all these delays don't make no sense. This game was announced in 2016. I understand there was a, a conflict between side games and platinum games. 
Um, and Platinum, they developed the battle system, and side games do everything else, and probably there was some type of disagreement, or maybe Platinum Games' contract ran out, and it was like, all right, we're done with our stuff, we're going to move on, you can take care of the rest. And maybe side games didn't take it seriously, I don't know, but I'm looking at gameplay that was released, I think, a year ago. Between and the gameplay that was released a couple of days ago, and it's night and day. It's got the same UI and same general feeling, but it's not. I don't know. Maybe it's the resource material that I'm that I'm viewing on YouTube. It's 960 FPS. That's first of all, and the combos don't look anywhere near as smooth as the gameplay that I'm looking at a year prior. Are you looking at the one where they're like going down? It looks like this village, and there's a lot of wind. Is that the one you're looking at? Um, for the new or old? The old one. The old one. I'm looking at uh, uh, four people fighting dragons. Oh, that. Okay, yeah, yeah. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. So <clears throat> it looks complete like that. This is the game I want. <laughs> that that's the game I wanted. Kuchiro. This game just looks like okay. Maybe the way it looks now looks like maybe a generic hack and slash kind of. I I don't know, man. This game doesn't. It doesn't make any sense why this game is. It's taking this long to come out. Um, like maybe like Taylor said, they gotta rework a lot of assets. They gotta, I guess, create a whole bunch of characters. Like Nick said, I, 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 I don't know, man. This is just, this is terrible. <laughs> like if this game comes out and flops, I'm not gonna be surprised, honestly. Yeah, it says right here at the end of 2020 that what their development is is we're currently nearing the final stages of development and going all in an asset creation. So it looks like my hypothesis is correct. Uh, yeah I mean, so it's probably like character creation balancing all that stuff i mean that's the hardest part about making an rpg i feel like uh, uh you know is balancing it all and making sure that you don't get too overpowered and there's a challenge and stuff like that so then you get if, if you don't do that then you get uh freaking class seven and break the game that's oh, right <laughs> Uh, I don't know if the source gameplay I'm looking at is good, but maybe the game is running is running okay. I think the game. I, you know, I, I'm wondering. No, no, if... no, you know why doesn't you know why it's not running at 60 FPS? Because for some reason Japan streams at 30. That could every, be it. Yeah. Every Japan stream is always at 30. Okay, okay. that was my guess. Is I'm like maybe it just doesn't. Um... Yeah, it was like an old build, or uh, it's just uh, because it's a stream, it it won't. Yeah, it won't run as well. But. but the characters look way better. There's more detail. They don't look like freaking uh, cell shaded and all that. Oh, like super cell shaded, like the beginning when I first showed. Uh, well, it doesn't look like Genshin Impact. There you go. Before, it looked yeah. like Genshin Impact, which looks good. But now it's more detailed. Okay, it, it doesn't look that bad. I'm looking at some new gameplay. It, it, it Okay, wait, no, man. This is 2018. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> never mind this is from 2018 no wonder it looks so good uh yeah i have no idea where to see some gameplay if you guys have a link to see some gameplay because all i see is the guy the girl on the ship i got fighting I, oh no yeah that's the that's the yeah gameplay. that's the newest one that's yeah. the newest one okay all right, all, right, all right so yeah this gameplay don't look nowhere near as smooth it's like you guys may have said the source might not be at 60 japan doesn't stream at 60 maybe that could be it but this don't look all that enticing hmm. when you are playing and i'm, I'm hoping there is some sort of like uh, explorable world i hope it's not all these linear dungeon style levels and if that's the case then that's okay 
because uh, I like games like that. But I was I'm I'm hoping that it's a little more open. Well, Taylor, it's all about flying in the sky and finding these small worlds. That's what Grand Blue Fantasy is. So, oh, the mobile game? No, just this. The world is just a bunch of worlds in the sky, and you use airships hmm. to travel to them. Okay, I don't know that about Grand Blue Fantasy except for the love. So it, I'm maybe that maybe it's you you fly around in this and like you know you use your airship to fly to different worlds and that's like a menu kind of thing, but then the world itself is like open and you can explore it. Maybe that's what they're going for. Maybe, but I'm getting a sneaking because all we've seen of gameplay are these style levels. So I have, I'm getting a sneaking suspicion it's just going to be like dungeon style levels with a boss at the end. Yeah, maybe, but. Again, I liked Monster Hunter World a lot, so that's what this game ends up being. That's okay. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. That's what it could fun. Be. Yeah, that's what it could be, because, like, Grand Blue probably has the same thing on the phone where you're taking them, like, four party members in battle, and you're fighting waves of enemies, and then you get to boss. And then yep. that's, probably, that's probably it. And I'm guessing maybe the story will probably be visual novel-esque. Maybe. Especially if it's taking this one. Have they, shown, have they ever shown, like, story stuff yet, uh, mm-hmm. dude? Yes, they, they haven't even showed anything. That doesn't that all made no sense. So outside of like in battle, like oh my god, here comes the boss, like so, out of some, yeah. stuff, something like that. Not I've never seen anything. Okay. Might be like um how um I forgot what's that Grand Blue f- fighting game called versus, versus. Like, yeah versus it might be how that that does its storytelling. They make it seem like a mobile game. Yeah, yeah, that's probably what it's gonna be like. <sighs> my hype for this game is completely drained. Until he well, sees, until he sees the big boobied waifu, and then he's like, "Okay, my, uh, I'm into it again." Oh yeah, I gonna lie, I, I, I could get to it, and then playing it on PC might, might, might um, struck my interest. But yeah, um, yeah. right now, uh, I'm good. You're good, you're good right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, right. the comments I loved around this were like, "Why didn't they announce a Switch version?" It's like, are you <laughs> looking at the game on Switch? Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, Kadabra. Well, I said a lot of games couldn't run on Switch and it's on and it's on Switch. Wait, isn't, cost, though, but... isn't Cyberpunk on Switch? No. Witcher no. is though. Witcher 3 is. Yeah, Witcher is, a, oh, is on I Switch. Thought, I thought there was a Cyberpunk port. No. And Shit, Doom it can barely work on the PS4. The, it'll yeah, exactly. <laughs> basically be blobs walking around on yeah. the Switch. Uh I mean they couldn't even get Monster Hunter World to run on Switch. They had to make like a special Monster Hunter, so which looks, oh really? Looks, oh, yeah, looks yeah, yeah. pretty good, but it's not. Yeah, real. Rise looks cool. All right, so let's move to the next question. Next topic: uh, Scarlet Nexus was showing off at the Game Awards, which we'll talk about later. Uh, did you guys uh, watch the new trailer? Not really. Yeah, not. I mean it. It looks pretty cool. I mean, anytime they show it, I'm like, yeah, that's that's that game. <laughs> it's that game. At least it looks like it runs. Yeah, it looks like it's like uh, well, uh, it runs better now. At least it runs at sixty, so we're happy about that. I remember it was like it was chugging along during some battles in the when it yeah, first released. I remember now, that. Yeah. What's interesting is they keep calling it a JRPG, and to me, every time I see it, I'm like, this looks like a Devil May Cry style game, like a character action game. But um, I've seen segments where you're like walking around the city, so I I'm shocked that it's as rpg as they're saying it is because they haven't shown much of that who keeps saying it's a jrpg 
Jeff Keighley. Whenever whenever they reference the game, like a brand new JRPG from Bandai Namco, the team yeah, but, that brought you Tales of Vesperia. They always say that too. But is it Namco the team saying that? that? You Tales of Vesperia. Yeah. Is it Namco saying it? Because if it's not, we're talking about people who have no idea what a JRPG no, is. No, Namco's been saying it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like if you go to the website, it's like prominently on there. I don't know. I don't know what to think. We got to see more of it. Uh, yeah. But Xbox is really going on hard on it. So I don't know. Is there a PS5 version? The only JRPG they got. That's probably. Yeah. <laughs> they know it's coming to everything. Yeah. But they, but they acting like it's only coming to Xbox. Yeah. Yep. Uh, speaking of, that's, that's, I mean, there's nothing to really talk about after that. You guys anything have anything else to add to it? Not really. I mean, it looks cool. Though. I'm excited. I mean, anytime you get a new JRPG franchise, that's always cool. Yeah, honestly, though, but the Scarlet Nexus, it looks good, but this looks like a one and done. I don't think we're going to see another um another Scarlet Nexus game after this one. I mean, it kind of looks like Monster Hunter a little bit, the structure, the way it looks, but the combat does look fluid, I got to say. But I'm just not. I, I got no hype for it. It's gonna be another game that just comes out, and I'm just gonna play it. And I'm probably not gonna be, be all that interested to finish it. You know what people have been saying it looks like is that uh, what's it called? That Switch game, the Chain something. Oh, Astral Chain. Astral, Astral Chain. Exactly. People are saying this is Astral Chains. That so. exactly. Yeah, Astral Chain looked great on paper. I started playing it. I was like, I got no interest to keep playing this game. <laughs> Yeah, the controls looked weird. I heard you had to like wrap enemies up in your chain, and like the, the yeah. controls seemed weird. Yeah, it seemed like something I could get used to, but I just like something about that game just turned me off. I was like, ah, maybe I'll play it another time. Hmm. That's move- a shame because I like platinum. Yeah. Let's move towards the next Bandai Namco game, Tales of Arise. Development hmm. is progressing well. We're not going to see anything this year. We're going to see stuff next year. They're saying I'm wondering that the, if that game's still coming out next the, year. Yeah, no, that probably is. Uh, they said the 25th anniversary is two years instead of one year. Oh, okay. So <laughs> the first year didn't have much, but next year it's gonna be awesome. All right. Uh, I think that game's also gonna get a PS5 port too. No yeah. god, no. Yeah. They <laughs> says. Uh, we decided to celebrate the 25th anniversary for, with you all, all for two years, so we have we still have another one left. I want you to all know that the second half will blow the first half out of the water. I'm sorry I wasn't able to get into details today, but we're preparing some really fun things since we're keeping you waiting so long. So Good. we're gonna we're gonna get more info. How dare you make us soon. wait? Maybe in like you know maybe in January we could see it. Yeah, it, it should it should show up early next year with a release of late 2021. There's no reason this game should be a 2022 game at all because they had it slated for a 2020 release. I mean, That's true. We said the same thing about Grand Blue Relink, but look where that happened. Look at what happened with that, you know? Uh, Grand Blue Fantasy, uh, it, it kind of it sucks that it got delayed, but like when you go back and look at it, they only showed that game so many times. Yeah. <laughs> they only showed a ride so many times, so I don't know. So, we've they shown Arise twice? Yeah, like twice. Like one was a, a full blown trailer, like debut trailer. And another one was like pretty much the same trailer, like five seconds of new content. That's new. Yeah, new content it. it's more or less the same stuff. We've only seen those same two characters. 
Yeah. And they hinted at the quirky mage girl. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So hopefully we see more. Um, hopefully it doesn't disappoint us. You know. I want to see. I want to see actual gameplay and not trailer gameplay. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, that that's another one. I, I, that's got to come out next year. Um, I'm just so curious. They've shown so little. I don't even know what to really expect. <laughs> I think it's going to be a... Of course, it's going to be a good game, but I think it's also a game that Bandai Namco is looking to really... They're really looking for it to hit big for, like, casual audience. They're probably looking for it to make a splash like Persona 5 did, for the most part. So... I think this is really that this might be a turning point for tra- for the trail for the tail series at this point. If this game does well, doesn't do well. Why I think did it, yeah? Oh yeah, but why did Persona Five explode like it did? Because it looked awesome. I mean, so you, okay, I can no, no no just tell me like because you know the other games never didn't explode that well, but for some reason that one did, even though it's still a niche JRPG. So okay, I think it all started from Persona Four Golden. Because that was like one of the first must-have Vita games. Because the original Persona 4 came out like it came out two years after the PS3 was out, so like nobody played it. And then on Vita, people were like, "Oh my god, this game is like unbelievable!" And so then when Persona 5 came out, they're like, you know, there was already an audience and people were excited. And it just, I think, I remember the day that trailer came out, it was trending worldwide just because it looked amazing, like. The style, like the style of that first trailer, I don't think anybody ever expected with the menus and everything. So I think it just caught a lot of people's attention. And, and because, you know, it, uh, Persona was building a fan base off Golden. Yeah. So, I mean, that's my theory, but. See, Ooh. Tales of Arise doesn't have that game to do that. Tales, ta- the Tales series has, oh, it's mediocre. Right, exactly. And that, you know, I put out a video a while ago called the slow decline of the tail series. And that's like what it's, if you look at the sales, the sales are like slowly going down because they're kind of just making the same game over and over and over again without iterating or doing anything interesting. And when they try to iterate, they just like fall in their face. So, Completely. but Arise seems like the, I mean, the art style is totally new. Like the design seems new. So I yeah I, I think this could be a, a turning point in a good way for the tail series because they they've needed a, a shot in the arm because I think the games have been fine and I know you guys like the you know Berseria at least but to me they've just felt this series has been stale for a long time I feel like yeah I think ever ever, ever since Exilia the series has been in a it's, kind of a, a sort of a rut kind of um all they need to do is release the PS2 games. No, it's not gonna as, happen. As HG remakes, that's, no, that's all they need to do, and it will give them that shot in an arm because those games are great. No, it's not. That, that's that's. I know, I know it's not gonna happen, but it's what should happen? <laughs> Even if they did release those games, they wouldn't do anything for the Trail series. Oh, uh, Tales I, series. I don't know about that. If they did the Tales of Destiny one and two pack that I keep saying they should do. Ah, I think it's old. I think it's too old. A lot of people that, probably that would sell. Exactly. Like, that like hold on. You, you honestly think that that's gonna like you know revolutionize the tail series? Like gonna put it on the map next to Persona? Is that is that what you're saying? It's what Sty did for the Trail series. 
Sky was the first series. Was the no, but that, oh, okay. but it was also it also came out like not that long ago. The first one came out. When did it come out, Taylor? Twenty ten, I think. Twenty ten, right? Yeah, yeah. And then this, and then that didn't really do anything. It got big when Sky Two came out, and they started releasing them on the PC, which was like in 2015, 2016. And then when, that's when the series started growing. And those games are old. Sky is really old. It was old when P- PSP came out, when the PSP version came out. So that's what I'm saying. If they, okay. if, they, if they show off, if they show off the games, like, okay, play one of the games. Like, like the, all I have to say is, like, play one of the classic Tales games, one of the greatest of all time. You know, they hype it up, really hype it up, that no, like, the West missed out on. And then they show off these games, they show off the battle system, they show off the world, and people will be like, whoa, this is awesome looking. All, all they have to do is show off the, the, the crazy what? mystic arts in the Tale of Destiny remake. But they still need a new game because they do, the trail yeah. series well, 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 yeah, did have right. like the old steel series. So they still need something else. That's I, I got that, that's where Arise comes in. That's what but Arise comes in. I don't think I don't think the Destiny is gonna do anything for the series. Well, well I could be wrong. Okay. It's an interesting roadmap you displayed, so I just I would I, I would totally like oh, oh well Yeah, I can see it. I, I feel like uh, Arise is almost similar to um, like what happened with Fire Emblem with Awakening. Like, it, I think it might be a like a make or break type game. Um, yeah. The thing is with the other Tales games, I don't think they underperformed. Like, I think they probably made their money back. But I feel like Bandai Namco wants this series to be bigger. It has such a yeah. legacy. It's been around for so long, you know. So, well, they've been playing it safe. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's all they've been doing is been they, to... they've been doing what Tails does. They make simple, typical JRPGs, and they're, they're, I, I don't fault them at that. They do what they do. Uh, people want them to, you know, expand, and which looks like this is what Tales of Arise is doing. They've been yeah, always been trying to to expand and do things different since Hysteria. Hysteria was one big experiment. Yeah. And then that failed. Tr- like. Fantastically, really, and I, then I still think it was they, rushed. It was rushed. Yeah, but then Basaria came out and just said, "All right, we're going to take Tales of Steria, but we're going to fix it up completely." And then that game came out like I guess earlier in the year for the West, at least, and nobody really it it didn't it didn't really leave a, a big enough impact on the series as a whole. It's because every, because everyone, including Taylor, said, "Oh, this is just Tales of Steria, and Steria was really bad." Well, I mean, I got yeah, burned by that. so many games in a row. I was like, dude, you had one, two, three chances. Like, sorry. Like, yeah, I don't believe you. <laughs> Wait. Um, no. What what games? I think they, they've they only messed up with Sisteria. I mean, I, I thought Zillia, Zillia, I thought that was, it was fine. I thought it was okay. And then I think Zillia 2 felt really lazy. They reused a lot of assets. They reused mm. a lot of areas. I mean, it's a sequel, it, it seemed so. like a quick, like cash grab type game. I actually kind of liked the story, um, <sighs> but like there was so much of it that I just didn't like. Like the um, the payback, the debt system was so annoying. Uh, and then I, yeah, and then Dysteria, I just couldn't. I did you play that? What yeah, I, think, I, mean, you, I think you did play it, right? Yeah, I played quite a bit of it, but then at some point I was just bored. Oh yeah, you got to the point where it's like these are just like RPG Maker dungeons. 
Dude, same with Ber Berseria has RPG Maker dungeons. I bought Berseria not too long ago, who really, really cheaply, and I was playing one of the first dungeons. I'm like, dude, these dungeons are terrible. The dungeon yeah. designs are so bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Rise might be that, like, the unfair list that might be that awakening for the series. Honestly, Fire Emblem Awakening. Um, they're they're doing so much to change it, like the combat. Like I always say, the combat looks like it's westernized. Like it's it's nowhere looks like a, J, a full force JRPG or action JRPG. It looks like an action game for the most part. It's gonna have RPG elements. But no keep, transition into battle. Yeah, but they keep saying it's like no, no, no. It's still a Tales game. It still has that of course, Tales battle system. Of course, they're gonna say that. They're, of course, so they don't piss off like the my, the the minor fans online. Of course, they're gonna say that, but. I'm probably gonna play this game like, yeah, this is definitely westernized for the most part when it comes to combat. They're gonna say that, you know, to keep in the good graces with them. To me, what it looks like is it kind of looks like um, the ease combat, where it's just like a big open field with enemies, and you just run up and it's like yeah. more hack and slash. That's kind of what it looks like to me. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm feeling. I hope it's not hack and slash, and I hope it's actually um, there's detailed in the combat. Like the combos are really intricate and stuff like that. That's why I wouldn't be surprised if there was only two playable characters. I wouldn't be surprised. If that means the combat is more intimate and more detailed, I wouldn't mind that. The Tales fans ain't going to mind that. They're going to be pissed. But, you know, it would make sense if the combat was that, was that good. When you start, like, expanding the combat, you got to make accommodations for all, all the characters and whatnot. So maybe they're working on that. Maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe there will be eight playable characters, which I think they confirmed or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, they... they <laughs> I mean, the guy, the director, pretty much says like, "This is a tale game. You're gonna have your party. You're gonna have your con your your okay. battle system and everything." Uh, 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 but I don't yeah, know. I you, you don't know. You just don't know. I just worry about that because if they did have like other characters, why haven't they shown them by now? Like you telling me you couldn't show a character design by now? Well, what's the problem here? Like, like, and you were gonna release in 2020? Like, you don't have anything you can show? Like, that don't make no sense to me. But hey, they're gonna do a whole blowout next month, so we'll see. Yeah, probably. Um, so, speaking of a of a game that uh, might be changing its uh, from its predecessor, uh, the Legend of Heroes Kuro no Keseki was announced. So, it's Trails of Black is the latest chapter. It's going to be launched in twenty twenty one in Japan. Um, if the game is set in Calvert, which I called it was going to happen. Yeah, everybody was saying that, yeah. Um, the story is going to be focused on characters who can be described as somewhat in the gray zone of society, a detective, a negotiator, and a bounty hunter. Um, the game engine is completely new. Character modeling has evolved. There's a significantly different feel when the character is in motion, so no more cheap PS Vita, you know. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> it is somewhat small compared to Erebonia. The scale of the map is equivalent to that of the Cold Steel, Steel series. So, I, I don't know what that means. Because Erebonia is Cold Steel. Um, yeah, that's... <laughs> it is in, still in development, but Kondo believes it will be very close in terms of size. So maybe Cold Steel 1 is going to be like that as big as that. I don't know. 90% um, of the characters in Kuro no Kaseki are new. Hmm. Um, if you did not know any better, you might look at the game's screen and not realize it's, it's a Trails game. Uh, That's interesting. I wonder ten, what he means by that. 10% of the cast will be characters that are highly anticipated by the fans. 
three characters have been revealed so far. A Kirito-looking character, a dual-wielding redhead character with a Middle Eastern appearance, and a character that looks like Elisa, minus the attitude, but with the chest <laughs> of Ryza. I'm mad how they said that. Like, did they literally say that? Is that literally in the translation? No, like, I, I'm pretty sure that's the guy who translated this game. Trans- I'm about I'm, to say, that, that has to be... <laughs> There's no way they said Ryza and Kirito. Like, what? Kondo would not say which one is the protagonist, though it's obvious if you recall the earlier note about the protagonist's associated colors. Uh, fans would be disappointed if the society was not depicted. Kondo said it was unable to comment on the oaths, but will be depicted properly. Um... <laughs> I'm pretty sure the society would be there. It's obviously it's going to be there. The game will have a proper ending, so that probably means there's no cliffhangers. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, about yeah, that cliffhanger. The I, game... I read somewhere that he regrets not calling Hajimari no Kiseki, um Yeah, he says trails that... of white or something. Yeah, he says that right here. I I, I just skipped that up because we don't have Hajimari yet. Hmm. Kondo said it would have been nice if the Legend of Heroes Hajimari no Kesuki would be was titled Shiro no Kesuki instead to hmm. complement this one. Hmm. Uh, where are you? At least in the West, can call it Trails of White. Why not? <laughs> I know, right? That's uh, true. Yeah, they can name it whatever they want. If the game does not sell well, there will be no sequel, and the Trails of series is no exception. That's a little bit scary to think about. I don't know what they were saying with that. Maybe there won't be a sequel to this game. I, yeah, or, I don't know. Or like at all. Maybe they might the, the trail series might go dark for dark for a while. But that's a little bit um scary to think about. The yeah. amount of content in the game is about the equal to a single Trails of Cold Steel title, which doesn't mean anything because Cold Steel One has less than two, and two has a lot, and three but two has more than three. But four has a ton, like 150 hours. Yes, so, so. I, I think it's just going to be a normal RPG, normal yeah. Like RPG, yeah, 50 hours. Yeah. Um, Trails of Cold Steel games mm-hmm. had a large number of allies, but Kuro Kisaki will not have as many due to the protagonist's line of work. Instead, there will be more enemies. There will not be 50 playable characters. Hmm. That's uh, kind of good. I like it when it's more limited. There is a screenshot of a battle scene. Movement and battles are seamless. Well, action. Okay, here's 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 the controversial part. While action elements have been added, Thakum is not considered considering anything that requires any sort of input skills. Commands are inputted in real time instead of pausing. You will have the option to switch to command style battles. Interesting. What does that say to you? People, <laughs> uh, some some people have been saying that this is an action game now. It's going to be completely action, and I'm just like, you know what this sounds like. It sounds like ATB. Yeah, ATB or some something. Uh, like, have you have either of you guys played uh, Ryza? Like, I know Sh- Shadow, you played Ryza, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's almost like Valkyrie profile, sort of, where like people's bars fill up and then you're able to input commands and like they all kind of go in real time. So that would be my guess. That means if you're like, if it's not pausing, right, it's not going to pause the battle. The enemies will still be able to do stuff to you. Yeah. Because if it's action, then they wouldn't say that the action elements have been added, but it's not considering <clears> anything <throat> that requires any sort of input skills. So it's not going to be super, it's not going to be like, you know, skillful, like, blazing fast. Ease yeah. And stuff like that. So it doesn't. 
And then you'll also have the option to switch to command style battles. So it's like, oh, let's turn ATB off for easy mode, right? Uh, arts and crafts remain as they were, but Arcus is replaced by Zif Ziffa. There are no combat leagues or brave orders, but there is a new system in place that is said to be quite amazing. There is a topic system that has to do with conversations with NPCs. Um, maybe that's more, it's like, you know, you have, you talk to an NPC and then you get able to ask them different questions and it's usually like generic questions and you could talk to them about it. So they don't say the same thing over and over again. Uh, there's an alignment system called the alignment flame. Uh, it, depending on your playstyle, your character's alignment is lawful, gray, or chaotic. It will change, influencing your status as well as the story. But there will not be any situation where an event does not occur due to your specific alignment. Hmm. There is an alternative, alternative to bond events. So there's going to be social links. Uh, platform says he would like to release it on PS4 as, other as well as other platforms. Uh, also thinking about a PS5 version. That's it. That's amazing that that game is, it's still not even, you know, it's coming out next year and they're like, oh, we'll think about a PS5 version. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that they're going to do a PS5 version. But if you look at, if you look at the graphics, it looks like Tales of Arise a little bit. Hmm. So that's, that, I think that's going to be what the new system's going to look like, or the new engine's going to look like. But we'll find out, actually, I think in a couple weeks, maybe next week, actually. Where are you? Let me see. It's going to oh, be... Oh, for the Falcom event? The, yeah, in, the December 20th. Yeah, in four days. We'll probably find out in four, four days. Hmm. So that sounds that that's it. That's interesting. Too bad we're not gonna we're not gonna get this in like to like three years from now. Nah, we'll get it in twenty twenty two. Probably. 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 Get this out. We're getting hot tomorrow. No keys again next year. We'll get this in twenty twenty two. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. Hoping, hoping. Um, uh, do a little quick one. A little quick one. Uh, Nuyuta no Keseki is coming. To PS4 in Japan in 2021, which is a Trails of game, but not a Legend of Heroes game that was on the PSP. It's an action game. Have you looked into this at all? Um, I saw Craft's video on it, so that's about as much as I know. I, I mean, it, it basically looks like an Ease game, but yeah. it's in the Trails universe or something. We don't know. Mm. Maybe. This is all. This is all in preparation for. Uh, Koro's release, Koro no Kizuki release, basically. They're trying to um, get people used to the idea of action-based combat, that's first of all. And second of all, um, the ending for Cold Steel 4 revealed a lot of things. They say that this game is a spin-off, but it might not be, or it might be set in the same universe, as we said before. So, yeah, the fact that this game is coming out means that it's connected to the ter to to the um, to the whole Zamiria thing, or arc, I guess you could say, or whatever. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I need, I need to look more into it. Oh, but yeah, I finally beat Cold Steel Four. Um, I <clears throat> I beat it three times. So first, okay, so this is what I've noticed. Okay, 
Falcom games have true endings. They all, all of them do. The last three games from Falcom I've played have true endings. Kotokyo Xanadu, Ease 8, and now Cold Steel 4 has one. I'm pretty sure Ease 9 has one as well. If you don't get the true ending in Cold Steel 4, you will be very disappointed. I mean, I I'm not going to play it, so... Yeah. I'm not going to say anything about it. I'm just saying, <clears throat> get that true ending. And to get that true ending, you have to do all the side quests in the final, final act. Yeah, that's why I told you to make sure you did it. You yeah, do, do it. I, <laughs> I almost missed one. I looked it up because I explored everywhere. I'm like, did I find them all? You know what? I'm just going to check just in case. And I missed one. And Taylor, these are not like... These, these are not ones that are like, oh, go get some milk and give it to this old lady in the next town. <laughs> this was like really intense uh, side quests, like super story oh, okay. heavy ones. And yeah, so I, yeah, the true ending is great. I love the true ending. But then I did it again, right? Like I got, I got I, I, the game ended, the true ending ended, and then it went to the menu. And then I played it again. And another scene played that I didn't get the first, the last time. Yeah, I don't know why the hell they did that. that, that yeah, was... you, you okay? So you saw that scene, right? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was weird. I was, I was super surprised. I was like, oh, okay, it's done, and then it popped up. I'm like, wait, wait, what a sec, wait a second, and then it was just like, what the heck? Why would they do this? This is like a huge reveal. Yeah, I, I don't know why I did that. I don't know how the Japanese people discovered that anyway. Somebody must just, I guess, somebody wanted to see the ending again, like I did. Yeah, <laughs> just, me too. That's what I did. Loaded up and <laughs> just loaded it up again. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, the first time around, did I accidentally hit the skip button or something like that? Like, what? Huh? That's exactly what I thought. I'm like, am I going crazy? Did you play it again to see if there's anything else? <laughs> nah, I, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's super easy to skip it all just do just do the auto skip and it just goes by really quick and then you have to watch the credits again but the credits are nice because you get to see all the pictures and you're like oh that's one of the things i think um cold steel 4 kind of dropped the ball with when it came to the endings there should have been just one ending i don't know what the hell this normal and in, in ending and true ending stuff is about yes the true ending was very good very heartfelt kind of like almost got my um tear ducts a little bit but um there's no reason to have the normal ending pick one unless it's, it's explained in hajimari no he's a key i guess uh, actually it could be explained with um no somebody's power it's it's but, not uh, well i mean hajimari just pretty much confirms that the true ending is the true it's like actually the ending like the normal ending is nothing it's just like a it's like you got the bad ending but it's like, but it, but but it'll also be what um happens with what's her name in Crossbell. I don't know if she still has her powers, but she can, she yeah. can do some stuff. Like, I don't know. I I don't want to spoil it for anybody listening. <laughs> but um, I think you know what I'm talking about, and you know the character. Yeah, I'm talking about. I know. Yeah, what I'm talking about. I, know I, haven't yeah. Pl- I haven't played Azure, uh, Azure, but I know what you're talking about. I mean, Azure, Azure is pretty much spoiled for me in Cold Steel Four anyway. So, well, you play Azure. Really? No, be, no, I didn't. Because oh, I was, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for the big, you know, the the big uh, fan translation. Oh, man, oh man, okay, all right. But I now I now know who the big baddie is, so it's just like, okay, oh, well, okay, I get you. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, because it's spoiled in like the first that prologue of Cold Steel Four. That's true. Yeah, they, they don't dive too much into it, but they definitely talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah. I mean, the at least at the beginning of the final chapter, it tells you, be sure to do all the side quests to get the best yeah. ending. So it does tell you. You could be lazy and not do it. Okay, okay, so, ta- okay, okay so Taylor, so Taylor. Yes. If they, if you got a prompt on the final act, right? And it says, <clears throat> make sure to do all the side quests. And it says all the side quests, even the secret ones, mm-hmm. to get the best ending. Would you do it? Sure. Depending you- on how much work it took, but yeah, probably. The, the tricky part is when you don't know what you need to do. Like when Kingdom Hearts does that crap, you know, and like, oh, you didn't get all the the little Mickey Mouse icons or whatever <laughs> stupid crap you got to do in those games, you know. And uh, but yeah, if it told me what to do, sure. Well, yeah. So three, there's three that are shown that are you could get through the computer, and then there's two, oh, two you could get from the computer, and then there's three that you have to find in the world map, but. The world map tells you what area has been updated. So you, all you have to do is explore those areas and then you'll you'll find them because there's a big green star of where what you need to do. Hmm. So that wasn't too hard. But they're they're long. They're the long side quests. So how long sure is long? Th- like twenty minutes or so. Not so bad, I, I remember I loaded up I loaded up the file right before that, and I was at like twelve or one hundred and thirty or one hundred and twenty-five hours. When I finished the game, I was at one hundred and fifty something hours, and that's just from the final act itself. So it's a long, it's a long final act. <laughs> Way worth it though. Uh, all right, so the game awards happened. Let's let's talk about some of this uh what do you think about sephiroth and smash brothers oh yeah that was uh I, that was unexpected yeah <sighs> okay taylor were you recording yourself while watching it mm-hmm. no nah, i i i worked that day and then oh, i didn't get off too uh not too long after so i was just i was eating dinner at the time like i'll just have it on while i'm eating dinner so i wanted to i wanted to see if you did a reaction to the exit your reaction towards sephiroth would probably would have been like what well because i couldn't i couldn't really tell at first because i was watching with the sound off but you know it plays the music and you know right away it's sephiroth right yeah so i'm like oh what, what what is it and they're looking and it's something in the sky i'm like what and then it zoomed in like oh interesting yeah. Not at all who I was expecting. You know, no. people were saying like Dante or Crash or whatever. no one was expecting this. We were just watching. Like, okay, what's gonna be the who's gonna be the character? It's gonna be the character, and then Agent and I were just watching, and the music started. And we're like, wait, what? What? What is this? It's like they lied to us. They said only one character for a new franchise, but now there's two. Dun dun dun. Anything's well, on the anything's on the table now. Yep. Yeah, somebody um I, this guy I follow on uh on Twitter did his he did like a big drawing collage of all the people he thought were going to be in the next season pass and so far he's gotten every character right. So he it was like let me see if I can pull it up um share it on the Discord. Yeah. 
So at first it was it's Steve from Minecraft in the background looking all menacing. And then uh, he has Min Min. Uh, let's see. Come on. And then, um, yeah, and Sephiroth. So I got to How do you pick this. those exact characters? I don't know. I mean. What's the other ones? Okay, let's see. Uh, we got Dante, Crash. Yeah. Dante and Crash. So. So we get. Oh, get there's, so there's three more. So he has Dante Crash, and then he's got 2B with a question mark. <laughs> and then he has like Breath of the Wild Zelda. Um, and I don't know if they ever added her as a separate character. Like they have like Toon Link and you know, whatever, all the different no, links. No, they haven't. They I think they specifically said they weren't because she's very passive in Breath of the Wild and didn't have any move hmm. sets. She wouldn't have any moves. So that's why they went with uh, Twilight Princesses. I think it's Twilight Princesses. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm trying. So there's three left. What do you What do you guys think will be next? Or left? That's so crazy that he predicted that. I know. Um, I can see the future. <laughs> I mean, I can totally see Crash. Oh, that's what he was doing with um, what's his face from Xenoblade. I'm like, why is the Xenoblade guy there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can see the future. Shulk. Excuse Shulk. me. Um, yeah, I, I can see I can see some of those characters on there. Not not the Zelda though. Not Zelda. Yeah, I could see Crash for sure. Um, I could see like a, a hunter for Monster Hunter. That's what people were expecting as well. Because I think that's a character in Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, right? Yep. One of the DLCs. Yeah. yeah. So Mon Monster Hunter is very closely related to Nintendo. So I could see I could see Monster Hunter. Crash, I think, makes a lot of sense. Uh, Dante. Yeah, Dante, maybe. Are you? I'm surprised they haven't done a Resident Evil character. Oh, anything's on the table now. So, yeah. Okay, so so Fighter Pass One was Piranha Plant, Joker, the Dragon Quest Hero, Banjo Kazooie. Um, oh, what the heck is that guy's name from Fatal Fury? No, oh, guy. No. Guy? Uh, oh, what the hell is his name? Oh my gosh, I used him. He was fun. And then Byleth was the yeah. other one. Yeah, that pissed me off. I'm pretty sure it's. I gotta look this up because it's gonna bug me. Terry Bogard. That's... Yeah, Terry, Terry, yeah, Terry. That would have been embarrassing. Embarrassing. But... So, I don't know. Because uh, I got their Square character, I got their JRPG character, I got their Microsoft character, I got a Nintendo character. There'll be another uh, Fire Emblem character, I think. It better not be. <laughs> is there any other news that you were excited about in, in game awards not really um you didn't like the the new dragon age the new mass effect they were like nothing announcements it was like we they're they're we're working on them it's like the yeah. only announcement is it's now it's a reboot both of them are reboots yeah like oh thanks man thanks man Oop. 
Yeah, there was that new game that looked like a uh, Dead Space kind of game. Oh, not a JRPG, but I know you you're probably excited for yeah, it. People are like, "Oh, this is Dead Space. This looks like Dead Space." And then the developer comes up. I'm like, "It's Dead Space." Because that's it's like, the same guy. It's right? the guy who made Dead Space. I'm like, "Oh, he's yeah. making a spiritual successor to Dead Space. That's sick, sick." And then there's a spiritual successor to La- uh, Left 4 Dead, which I have the alpha right now. What's that game called? Back for Blood. Back for Blood. Cool. And people are like, oh my gosh, this is such a Left 4 Dead ripoff. It's like, no, it's made by the guys who made Left 4 Dead, people. <laughs> That's what it is. And then everything else was, uh, eh. So let's move on to the questions. All right. Spaghetti asks, how can I convince my normie friends to play hardcore JRPGs? The JRPG-like games they play are Pokemon. Ooh. I mean, I've always said Pokemon's a good starter JRPG, so my thought is, like, try to get them to play something that's kind of similar. Because I feel like, in a way, Persona is like, or SMT is sort of like Pokemon, where you, you get to capture demons and fight with them explore level up you know yes but it's super hardcore yeah i i got spaghetti you gotta tell us how normie these people are are they anime normies are they completely normies are they like you know we watch reality tv and watch cnn normies (laughs) they're like just how normie they are yeah yeah (laughs) we we're nerds we're mar we like marvel and star wars we're talking those kind of normies yeah i mean i'm trying to think because it's like i'm trying to think of friends that have played pokemon like what else would they like i mean final fantasy is always an easy recommend you know um i'm trying to think if they like like, if they like animal crossing you know what they should play next yeah maybe like rune factory or something like that rune factory 4 because it's animal crossing and harvest moon Plus dungeon crawling and waifu or husbando simulator. It's all of that. Well, the new, I mean, this doesn't have combat, but the new Story of Seasons game has crafting stuff like Animal Crossing where you can like design your own little um, area near your home or whatever. Again, not a JRPG, but. Oh, man. Maybe Kingdom Hearts, as weird as that is. Oh. Just because oh, it's like, oh, Disney I, characters, I know that. Yes, but then they'll be like, this is weird. I don't like JRPGs. It's so, like, Kingdom Hearts is so out there. Yeah. It's, it's even hard for, like, people like me. Like, I can't even play all the side games. You know, I've only played 1, 2, and 3, and, and Birth by Sleep, and that's it. You play the good ones, then. Yep. But, man... You you know Mike Mike's like okay you got to start them off with Brondia and then you got to move them up and then play a tails game and then it's hard yeah you got to you got to add a you got to have another question uh, question part two to this spaghetti uh, Will Kreplin asks does this look infected to you and I will say yes I am sorry but we're gonna have to amputate it yes I'm sorry either amputate it or go to the hospital it looks bad. <laughs> Pretty bad. Pigeon Senpai asked, fire, water, wind, earth, light, or dark? Which one of these elements would you be in a JRPG? 
Oh, water. I'm always, I always go water anything given the option. Water. I'll be a waterbender or live in like an oceanside village or something. I'd be wind or darkness. Wind or darkness. Yep. Shadow, do you have an element that you prefer? Uh, I'd probably go with fire. Fire. Okay, okay. He's an E-freak e -freak kind of guy. <laughs> uh, Josiah Taku asks, have you ever learned anything from JRPGs or video games in general that have impacted your real life? For me, I feel like video games have made me better at planning and packing for trips. Ha! <laughs> uh, what? What did you say? What was the first one? Uh, planning or packing for trips. Oh, planning. Oh, okay. That's funny. Um... I, uh, not, not really. I mean, if I thought about it, I could be like, well, you could apply this, but nothing has ever been like, wow, that was such a great, well, you know what? I take that back. I, I really liked, um, it was more of a confirmation. Like during, um, while I was playing persona five, you know, Makoto's character is all about like, oh, I'm like the, the good daughter and the good sister and I'm the class president and whatever. And I do, my family says, but then when like she awakens her persona, she's like, I'm going to live my own life or whatever. And at the time I, that's kind of how I was feeling with my family in a way where I was like, they have this perception of me and I wanted to like do my own thing, I guess. So I don't know, like seeing Makoto's arc was kind of, it kind of, I don't know. It helped with that. It, 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 hit, it hit home. Yeah. Uh, there's also one thing that I, it, there's also a game that has impacted your life. Uh, World of Warcraft. You almost you know fail uh, flunk out of out of college because of it. That's that true. That impacted you. That would have uh, been bad. That wasn't a JRPG though. But uh, he said video games in general. Oh, video games in general. Okay, well there you go. Uh, for me, I know one thing I learned is that I found I. When I was put, I learned from MechWire that one kilometer is a thousand meters. <laughs> and I played this when I was six. So I knew that. I remember when someone asked, when the teacher asked us, what, how much, how, what, how many meters is in a kilometer? And I'm like, I know, I know. <laughs> Just because of MechWire. That's funny. Good old MechWire. Good old MechWire. What about you, Shadow? Um, just gaming in general, right? So I I probably learned a lot from the Metal Gear series, hmm. like uh, basically about how government is run, how weapons of mass destruction probably work, and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I watched the cutscenes from Metal Gear a lot, and I found out later in life they really do apply to real life situations. So it's um. Yeah, it's crazy. I found that pretty crazy. So yeah, a lot of things I learned from Metal Gear when it comes to that stuff. Metal Gear has good, has really good cutscenes. Yeah. Especially I learned from uh, from Harvest Moon that uh, you know if you give girls weeds enough, they'll just marry you. They have to have pink hair oh. though. Sounds like That's true. <laughs> uh, Azaroth asks what. Sort of reactions have you received from your parents walking in when you're playing JRPGs? 
Example, in Xenogears, my mom cried when she heard the music in Rico's backstory scene. She walked into my room because she couldn't believe what she was hearing. Hmm. Um, uh, I don't know if I've had any family really walk in on me playing JRPGs too many times. It's mainly been friends. Yeah, yeah. I, don't really, I don't have a good answer for that, unfortunately. I don't have anything, really. Yeah, nothing, yeah. Happened, nothing happened to me. I mean, my dad plays games, too, so he wouldn't really care. Yeah, exactly. My dad plays games hardcore, too, so he, he doesn't really care. Um, I'm trying to figure out if there's, like, a different game that was really awkward for them to see me playing. No, nah, he never actually... Hit. So I was playing in the Rogue once, and... Um, uh, okay. Actually... <laughs> um... Maybe yeah. I was playing. I think I, I think I remember something while I was playing Hyperdimension Neptunia, like the very first game. And I think my dad saw me playing it, but he didn't say anything. He didn't really care. He just knew I played. I, I played like RPGs and anime games, so he didn't really care. <laughs> so I think that was it. Uh, like there are some games where I would be dead embarrassed caught play, playing by my parents. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, like any of the um, Atelier games before Ryza, definitely. <laughs> oh yeah, they're just so cutesy. Like, yeah, son. really. Are yeah, you exactly. doing this for my YouTube channel, mom? What are you playing? <laughs> like, Out of curiosity, what does your dad play? Like, what kind of games does he play? Oh, he's, he's, he plays like all the mainstream stuff, really. So you know, he's playing Cyberpunk right now. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, he's trying to play Hades. Um, Immortal Phoenix Rises or something like that was his next game to try. Who's going to try and play? Yeah, he, he plays everything. Yeah. Well, not RPGs really, but yeah. Just... I mean, I've uh, had I've had my parents walk in when I'm watching anime. And yeah, some that, so, and some of that stuff is raunchy, you know. Yeah, the the, the even that they they don't care. I'm watching like if I'm watching like a really raunchy anime, which I don't think they ever watch me watching a really raunchy anime. Um, they walked, I think they walked in on me playing Samurai Kogura one time, but <laughs> they knew I was playing that. So it was like, okay, yeah, we don't care. He's a straight male. So it doesn't, so, so it doesn't really surprise me that he's playing that game. I mean, I went in the front room one time and dad was watching uh, High School of the Dead. So okay, see, I, I don't know watching, if that would be awkward. He was watching that and, and he was like, he was just watching it. He's like, yeah, yeah, he was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I think I'm done with this. <laughs> yeah. See, that's what I was also thinking to myself. Like, if I caught my dad watching like uh, a really raunchy anime, like High School DXD, I'd be like, "What are you watching? Why are you watching this anime?" <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, I think, I'd be weird because my dad also watches anime. But I, I think my dad weird. watched High School DXD. I think I saw. I seen him watch it once. Uh, that'd be weird for me to see. Because oh, I, I, I'm watching like Black Lagoon and stuff like that, like serious anime, like Cowboy Bebop. I'll, like that's cool, but watch a high school DXD. That's <laughs> <laughs> like what? Yeah. <laughs> then again, might we watch, be watching hentai at that point. Exactly. But, yeah. Yep. Uh, things we see, the things we see. What about you? What's the thing you used to say all the time, Taylor? Is it a uh, real but high school? Oh wow! Real about high school. Wow. But we watch Real about high school. I don't even know if I've ever actually watched. Yeah, that show. we never watched that show, and then you always said it. You always said it. 
It's like, hey, Taylor, what should we do? What should we get, what should, what should we get to eat? Um, how about uh, we go to uh, a real movie school? That's what you always did. You <laughs> yeah, did that for I like know. years. That's right. That's funny. Never seen the show. So, guys, if you ever seen Real About High School, please, or read it, please tell us what it was. Because we have no idea. It's at my house, but we've never watched it. Real About High School. I think uh, it's, it must be some competitive fighting gang high school. Something that's like what that. I think. Because when I think about high school DXD, that's what, I, that's what pops in my head, Real About High School. Fuka Leconque asks, do you have... Oh, oh, this is a good question. Do you have a harder time going back to older JRPGs with a very slow turn-based battle system with really long animations for everything? Biggest examples I can think of are Xenogears, Xenosaga, Lunar, Final Fantasy IX, and Dragon Quest VIII. Uh, mm. I could always go back to old school JRPGs. The only JRPG that I could not go back to when I was like a couple of years ago, I was going on a whole old school binge. Um, I couldn't play Legend of Dragon. That game was way too slow. Really? Dude, dude, wow. Taylor, Taylor, that's Taylor. interesting because that's the one I can go back to. No, when's the last time you've gone back to it? It's been a while. You should try. It is really hard. Like, I, I was playing it, but the animations are so long. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the, they were so long. Like, like the no, no, there's like the special moves. It's funny because oh, you with the dragoons, yeah. yeah the super the forever. moves are super long, and then like they go through this huge animation, right? And then it just goes this. They're, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huh. I think it's because I have some nostalgia for that game, but yeah, it's been a while. I I, I may not be able to. I want you to try. I want to see if you can. Because I was I it was getting to me. I was like, man, this is actually these animations are really long. So like I would play the game battle system, I'll put the Vita down and go like, okay, I'll just read a book. <laughs> I'll read a book. Can't deal with this crap. And I'll finish this manga series, this one manga book, and then I'll be like, oh, it's still halfway done with the animation. Let's read another one. Uh, I could go back to old games all the time. It just they doesn't really bother me. But there's some, but there are some games that are old games that are better than they know that, than others. Like Chrono Trigger, that one has aged like fine wine. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm looking at my mic when I'm talking like that. <laughs> should be looking at like the cam- fine I should, wine. I should act. I should act <laughs> look at the webcam. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, some definitely hold up better than others. Um, but yeah, I I definitely have a lot of trouble. Um. If I unless it has either some sort of speed up mechanic or um, I played it when it was out and I have like some kind of nostalgia for it, then yeah, it's it's hard to go back to for me. Speaking of speed up mechanic, this can off a completely tangent. Um, complete tangent. If you use the speed up of uh, speed up feature on Cold Steel Four Shadow, does it speed up your time? Your timer. Oh. Don't think it does, no. Because if it didn't, and I didn't ever, and I didn't never use that speed of mechanic, I think I would be over two hundred hours. How many hours did you put in? One hundred fifty. Damn! How did you that, put it on there? It's just because I was exploring everywhere. Whenever I go to the ma- the map and I see a new, I always go to it. Oh, okay, all right. Because right. there's, wow. there's got to be something there, but sometimes there's not. 
Sometimes, Taylor, sometimes, this is funny, Taylor, sometimes all it was was just an NPC moved from behind the desk to a dresser over there. <laughs> That's all. And they're like, you know, today I felt like standing over here by this dresser and say, oh, man that world building so, is so, so amazing good. i'm so glad i took the time to talk to them so that's something so when i see when i, I, would, I would because you could just fast travel everywhere pretty much right so i'd go to it bam 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 and then i'm like oh that's all it is okay i'll go back that's the ocd man ocd <clears throat> Cartacha asks what do you find to be the most prevent prevalent wrong opinions about it, the jrpg genre that Trails of Cold Steel is a good series. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, I don't know. That Tales of Symphony is an actual good game. <laughs> uh, that pretty much turn base is dead. Um, yeah. Kind of, I, I, I honestly kind of like before, like maybe a year or two back, I probably would outright disagree with that. But I kind of, I kind of get where it's coming from because turn-based games they don't really sell like they should, unless it's or it's an already pre-established franchise. Um, if you're looking for a game to really branch out and to get casuals interested in your game, turn-based is not going to be it. So. <laughs> I don't know. The only way to get cat like get people to like the mainstream to actually get into turn base is you have to make it flashy. Yeah. Cool, cool animation. May I remind you, Pokemon is a turn based RPG. Yeah, and people are pissed about how lazy it looks. It doesn't matter. It's still a you're you were arguing about whether the masses can get into turn based JRPGs and Pokemon's turn based and it's arguably no, it's not arguably, it is the biggest JRPG franchise. So Oh man, we really gonna go there? And we it's it's and it's gonna be it would be a hundred times bigger if they just added some effort to the animations. So. Yeah, well, it doesn't really have to because it's so like how much best-selling game the franchise. If, I mean, each one usually sells like fourteen million, fifteen million copies somewhere so, around there. They really don't have to do anything. No, they <laughs> yeah. they could get a bag full of shit and put Pokemon yeah, the Pokemon yeah. next one up, and people would buy it. <laughs> Absolutely. You don't believe I, I believe I believe that would happen. I mean if people would buy if people bought bricks that just said Supreme on them I'm pretty sure people would buy that just because it says Pokemon on it. Yeah, people are people do dumb things. Yep. <laughs> like I gotta have that brick. It says um, Supreme on it. Yeah, it says Supreme. Opinions. Hmm. 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 It's like I think it's kind of like that. People think JRPGs are for kids because it's mm. a lot of them are anime, and a lot of people have had the weird fixation that anime yep. for kids. Yeah, it has. A st- it still has that stigma. I know, and I'm just like. Have you not watched, you know, like Attack on Titan? Ghost in the Shell? Yeah, like anything with like an anime art style, people scoff at it. Yeah, which sucks, but. 
Hey, trust me, it's really good. It's really good. It's a cartoon. It's made for kids. <laughs> I know so many people with that mindset. It really annoys me. Uh, Hookah Laconk also asked, besides Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VII, gameplay-wise, what classic JRPG do you think feel... What do you guys feel has aged the best? Hmm. I can say this right now. Grandia. Grandia has, aged, has aged really well. Graphics might be it'll be a little dated. Even then, yeah, I think it, I think the gameplay, the story, and how everything feels has aged really well. Gameplay wise, yeah. I mean, I haven't played Grandia in a while. Um but probably that. Um, besides Chrono Trigger and Seven, do you I'm believe, trying to think? Do you believe Tactics has aged well? Yeah, for sure. That gameplay still holds up real well. Games are still trying to surpass it. <laughs> so I'd say Tactics, I guess. You know, that's uh, the way we categorize things. We got to figure this out one of yeah. these days. But yeah, I. But it's it has I, aged. It has aged really well. I remember. I think, so. I think Maddie tried it once, and she couldn't figure it out. If you're not used to strategy RPGs, it's very, um, it's strange for sure. But the story, it, there's the, definitely a big like learning curve with those types of games. So. But the story is just so good. Hmm. Yeah, good story, good characters, the customization. That's what I love the most. You just build your guys however you want. Man, I'm I'm really scratching my head here trying to think of some classic ones. Because I want to say like nine, but I think without the speed of mechanics, I don't think nine holds up. Well, gameplay wise, Final Fantasy Nine to be specific. Um, yeah, I mean, he says Final Fantasy to... Seven has aged well. Yeah, uh, I haven't played the Super Nintendo versions of Trials of or Trials of Mana or Secret of Mana, so I'd be curious to go back to play those to see if those hold up. Oh, well, I don't know about Trials of Mana, but Secret of Mana, no, that game. In general, just hasn't aged well. Hmm. Yeah, I'd be curious about Trials of Mana because the the remake was really good. Yeah, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head because usually that's the problem is game. Usually it's like story and music and everything. It's it. There's still some charm to it. And you you put up with the gameplay, um. But. Yeah, nothing else. Maybe Paris, Parasite Eve, but that's even sort of a weird example, too. I would say, I mean, in my humble opinion, Tales of Destiny has aged well, but hmm. I think the person who's asked this would not believe that, because I think they actually tried and did not like it. Hmm. Yeah. Till I, I, it's just, I know it's really, it's like, it's the, the battle system's slow. It's a second battle, it's a second Tales game, so... It's not as fast and combo heavy as the other ones. Like you do one slash and then a special ability and that's it. That's the combo. But it's designed with that in mind, so it works. 
but it is archaic, so you really have to think about where to go next and use a guide sometimes. You might get lost. I've never gotten lost because I know that game by heart, but I don't know how it is to other people. Yeah, that's the other... Oh, you know what game I would say kind of holds up is uh, Wild Arms? Um, that is a game that you can get lost in, but it has these really neat puzzle mechanics where each character has like a different tool. Like one person has like a grappling hook and one person has bombs or whatever. And so doing the puzzles is pretty fun. And it's like a pretty straightforward battle system, but the puzzle stuff is really fun. So I'll toss in Wild Arms. Okay. Do you have one, Shadow? Uh, not really, to be honest. You can't really think of one. It's hard, it's hard to think of one. I The only one I know for sure is Grandia because that's, I've played that so many times. It's like, yeah, definitely. Maybe Xenogears or Chrono Cross. Chrono Wait. Cross, yeah, that's an interesting battle system. What do you think yeah. about Shadow Hearts Covenant? Um, I think that's age because I know the original Shadow Hearts has not aged that well because that's like a beginning. It has that early PS2 feel, and those games always feel weird. But the second one, it's actually. Yeah, Covenant might have actually been good, pretty good in my age well, because I play it off and on when I want to just capture some footage. Um, yeah, it's, it's not too bad. The Judgment Ring system uh, is fast enough in the way the battle moves. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel too dated. Uh, and I think that would be the last question for now. <laughs> All right. All right. That'll be the end of the question. End of the episode. Uh, this is going to be the final episode of this year. Uh, I want to edit things and make the change up the background and everything for the for the podcast. So I'll get have two years, two weeks to do that. Also, it's Christmas and and uh, New Year's, so I'm pretty sure you guys will want to not be bothered. But we don't want you to. We don't want to bother them with our podcast that they like listening. Oh uh, no! I'm sorry. I was talking to you. I was talking to I was talking to Taylor and and uh, Shadow. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> but yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for being with us with this hectic year, and we'll see you in 2021 with our next episode. See you there. Later's. Bye.